So today we're learning Daflam Gimel, page 33 of Torah. It's in the middle of uh, Maimur about Hanukkah. We were speaking about how the mitzvahs provide garments for the neshama, for the soul, so it's able to take in the, the uh, godliness, the revelation of godliness, which it's given as a reward in Ganeinah. So now the paragraph starting the Zoinian. So there's the the uh, mirrors which the uh, women donated to the for to the Mishkan to make the kiyar, and uh, there are two types of uh, glass. So there's glass uh, which you can uh, see through, and then there's glass with the thin film of silver, and then it becomes a mirror. And that's maros in plural that they have they they gave these two types of mirrors that the service the women who are the mothers of the legions of, of the Israelites gave, there's the mirrors, the glass that we see through and the mirrors that we don't see through. And the difference is in, in terms of the grammar that you say mare for the glass that you do see through, like a magnifying glass, and mara for the, the glass which you don't see through the mirror. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu, for example, it says about him, mare, that he saw Hashem directly straight through the glass, not the, not the reflection, not the mirror image. And that's because Moshe saw Hashem directly. And uh, when the neshama uh, ha has the garment of the from the mitzvah, and so then it uh, has it takes in a revelation from Hashem. So then also it, it is able to take that in directly. Whereas... Uh, um, whereas uh, the other Nevi'im that they see, they saw, they saw Hashem through, uh, through a uh, some some level of uh, a cover and uh, a curtain. So they was looking through a mirror to see Hashem. Like in Parshas Balaischa, talks about how Moshe was a different type of prophet to all the prophets. He looked at Hashem directly. Other prophets were were uh, through not Mara, they didn't say Hashem directly, it was with Chidais instead, with a different uh, allegories and hints and reflections, but not directly. So the idea of a mirror is that although, the, yes, on one hand, there's some level of a blockage, but on the other hand, it's still shiny and, and it, therefore it still reflects. This is the uh, difference between what's called Ar Yashar versus Ar Chayzer. Ar Yashar is when we see, when there's a revelation of Hashem directly, whereas Ar Chayzer is when we see Hashem through a reflection. And uh, there's an, although Ar Yashar is higher because it's direct, but there's still an advantage of Ar Chayzer as well. So one advantage is that you could see yourself together with what you're looking at behind you. So it, it, bring, it brings the person more into it. Now with Yeshay, it says that he sees Hashem uh, with a with era, which means that, that he in a un, un, not, with a non-straight, uh, non-radiant uh, um, uh, look uh, glass, meaning this is the mirror that he sees Hashem through, like other prophets. Whereas if we see Hashem directly, it would be too much. The idea of seeing Hashem. But Basvaklari Shana mirror with through this mirror is like the idea of the Nishama when it's in a body, so therefore it's, it's lower and it's not uh, doesn't sense godliness easily, but it works hard. The, the, our, we work hard within the body in order to rise beyond and to connect back to Hashem. So although that on one hand is lower, 
because we're we're in a more physical and mundane state but on the, on the other hand because of our efforts and our yearnings it actually in a way reaches high and it reaches beyond 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 the regular chain of uh, worlds and, and levels of godliness now although there is this uh, blockage that the mirror has this film of silver paint but it, we can still connect in a very deep way and even deeper than without this blockage uh, because now we can see backwards and uh, the what this represents is that uh, although we're lower but when like it says that uh, when we subdue uh, when we subdue the other side the opposition to godliness so then that the uh, uh, glory of Hashem is revealed throughout all worlds so we get this greater revelation and uh, we see this concept uh, in Parshish Kadosh where it says be holy because I am holy and on that uh, the Gemara says, uh, you, do you, uh, sorry, the Medrash says that, could it be Yachol Kameini? Can our holiness, human holiness, be like Hashem's? And it says, no. The Pasuk says, Ki Kodesh Ani, I am holy, that Hashem is holier than us. The question is, obviously, of course Hashem is holier than us. The explanation is that there's two modes. There's the modes that we can get to through our mitzvahs, which that is, in, in Kabbalistic terminology, it's Arich, which is the highest level within creation. And then you have an even higher mode, Atik, which is still part of Creator, and within what's called in Kabbalah, Keser. Uh, we have both of these, we have two levels, Arich, which is the external of Keser, and Atik, which is the internal of Keser. Uh, and and uh, through mitzvahs, we get to the external of Keser, whereas Hashem is beyond that. But when we do tshuva, when we transform darkness to light, when we uh, bounce back from being in this physical world with an animal soul, so then we we tap into atik, the uh, the level which is still part of the creator, part of Hashem, not part of creation. And uh, therefore, oh, through b'chol meidecha, through putting in all our effort out beyond within this world, so then it then we achieve, like it says, that we're Bali Shiva can stand, even the greatest tzaddik can't stand. And that's, that's the idea that the Bali Shiva, because it's distant and comes close, can reach a high spiritual level. Next paragraph, Latosis beer. So now, this our souls use the garments of our mitzvahs in order to take in the light of Ganadin. Similarly, in the flip side, Angels use garments in order to come down into this physical world when they need to temporarily come down into this world. So the question is, the neshama is spiritual. If it's spiritual, why does it need a garment in order to take in the light of Hashem in Gan Eden? It is spiritual, just like that light. So the answer is, the neshama might be spiritual, but it's not godly. In other words, it is part of it. It is a spiritual creation whereas uh, Hashem is the creator and therefore even something spiritual can't take it in without garments now uh, the next paragraph uh, begins so in Halal we say that Hashem is so high he's able to he's so high he's able to sit down and Hashem descends in order to see um, in heaven and earth so the concept is 
that uh, we uh, gain our uh, garments. The soul, our, our souls gain their garments uh, through mitzvahs. It says once uh, the culmination of all mitzvahs uh, with Mashiach. So it says, and in Olam Haba, it says, Tzadiki and the righteous will sit with uh, crown uh, with crowns on their heads and take pleasure from the Shechina. It's quoted Lalach and Rambam. So this this idea of having pleasure from the Shechina that is through that we're able to take that in through the mitzvahs. But the idea of the crown is the market crown. A crown surrounds the head. So a crown is what we can't take in, what, is, what will always remain beyond. And uh, therefore, that cannot come through a direct uh, glass, doesn't come through a magnifying glass. Instead, it comes through a mirror. So what the pleasure we have from the Shekinah is through a magnifying glass, whereas the crown around our head is from a mirror, which is beyond. And that's like the uh, vision that the other prophets, not Moshe, had. Next paragraph. So it, there's two things that are compared to a lamp, like we said it, uh, yesterday. The mitzvah is compared to a lamp and the neshama is compared to a lamp. And there's two levels of lamp. There's uh, the lamp where we see directly, which is Aspaklari Amir, like the magnifying glass. And then there's the lamp, which uh, lets us see that, that that shine, that light lets us see, but not directly. And that's like the mirror. Now, in a lamp, you have two parts. You have the fuel, the oil, and then you have the wick. Also, there are two colors in the uh, in a, a fire. You have the dark color, which is near the uh, near the wick, and then you have the the white and blue, which is further away from the wick. Now, the difference between the dark dark fire and the white fire is through through first uh, we'll understand this through first understanding about the two parts of the uh, lamp. So we've got the over the page we have the uh, wick which uh, the fire can uh, take hold of, of the wick, whereas the oil it doesn't take hold directly of the oil, but through the wick it's able to burn longer because of the oil. And what happens is that eventually the fuel is all consumed and all that's left is the wick. So similarly with mitzvahs, the mitzvahs are the fuel, they're the oil, like it says in Zayar, uh, uh, the statement of the Yenuka, which is quoted in Tanya as well, that the, the oil is shit called shemen, mishchas kodesh. It's that uh, ho ho holy anointing oil. Like the word kodesh, holy, unlike kodesh, kodesh refers to chachma and beyond. The Hashem's wisdom and even Hashem's will is desire. But the the, uh, the oil cannot be uh, cannot directly fuel the fire. It has to be through a wick. So although Hashem's uh, the shemen is so high, it's Hashem's chachma and Hashem's uh, Hashem's wisdom, Hashem's desire. But it needs a wick in order to be ignited. The wick is the person's uh, soul, who's the person who's doing the mitzvahs. When he does the mitzvah, then he can also pull in from um, the the light of the mitz the mitzvah itself. Now, there's a pasuk, a fascinating pasuk that says, that the, that, uh, the mitzvahs that the person does. But uh, you can also translate that the person makes them into mitzvahs, meaning that the, that the mitzvah can't directly uh, 
bring this uh, light of Hashem. It's only through the person. The person's like the wick that lets the mitzvah bring uh, burn as a, as a fire. And uh, the, the, where where and, and therefore it's specifically the mitzvah of the yid that can bring this uh, bring this light. Whereas uh, other peoples uh, would not be able to. And this is because the Yid has this power of Mesiris Nefesh, of the self-sacrifice, that when he says Shimon, he says Hashem is one, we should, uh, we should uh, reflect and, and, and uh, awaken this part of Hashem where all we want is Hashem and, and where we're willing to give everything up for Hashem. And uh, that, is like, that is the power of the wick of the soul. On the other hand, the mitzvahs wouldn't be able to achieve that. And therefore they can't directly make the fire only through the wick. Uh, but once you have the wicks, then a lot of oil can burn and the fire can go for a long time because one neshama can do many mitzvahs throughout his life. And then when he does these mitzvahs, like we said before, that he, he brings down the white fire with, and the dark fire. The white fire represents the clear revelation of Hashem, which is like the magnifying glass, whereas the uh, uh, the dark fire represents the uh, mirror, which is not not clear godliness, and that is uh, where, where we go against our uh, natural instinct and, and connect Hashem anyway, although we're in a body with an animal soul, and we, we transform that animal soul to Hashem, because the wick is the neshama as it is enclosed in the animal soul. Uh, because the neshama by itself wouldn't be called a wick. It's only called a wick when it's in the body and animal soul. Now, it's inter- the uh, mitzvahs. The mitzvahs uh, uh, are, are the, at that stage higher than the, the neshama when it's in the body. And therefore, they're called the wick, and the neshama is called the oil. On the other hand, in Canadian, it's the exact opposite: that uh, that the uh, mitzvahs are the wick, and the neshama is the oil. And therefore, you need the wick of the mitzvahs in order to take in Hashem's light. And the neshama itself, which is the oil, wouldn't be able to take it in directly. But in our world, it's the other way around, and the neshama is the wick because it's it's a uh, it's uh, welded together. It's enclosed in the animal soul. Now, uh, so th- and, and therefore, when we we are involved in this physical world, so then we uh, bring the dark light, which is like we said, Urchaizer, the light which reflects back, and uh, and then from the, the whereas from the mitzvah we have the white light, the mitzvah which is higher, the fuel. That's how, how we have the white light. And from the excitement in mitzvahs, we have the white light. And uh, they both have an advantage. That one of them is clear; the other one is uh, uh, requires more engagement and deeper effort. And that's why both of them are called the nair. They're both called the lamp, and uh, because they're both part of the lamp with the neshama when it's enclosed in the animal soul is the wick, and whereas the mitzvah is the fuel, the oil. Now, and this is why Vahafta, um, what we say in Shema, you shall love Hashem. So Vahafta is the numerical value of uh, double Ur. So Ur, light, is uh, 207, whereas Vahafta is 414. Uh, because 
we have these two parts of the light. So we have uh, first the dark light, which comes from our, our efforts and struggle. And then we have the, the white light, uh, which is from just the pure mitzvah, of the holiness by itself. Next paragraph. Uh, the hine, the paragraph begins, you know, the hine now in the base of Migdosh, they would light uh, Menorah had seven branches and the seven branches correspond to seven ways that a person can serve Hashem. Some people are naturally inclined towards Ava, love, and others are inclined towards Yira, reverence, which is from Kvura, from uh, the side of the severity. And then etc. you have all seven middas, all seven emotions, which are all like, give different ways to serve Hashem. And uh, these uh, seven paths come from the seven rowing, the seven shepherds, and each one gave us a certain uh, power, a certain way to serve Hashem. This, this is uh, based on a pasuk in Micha, um, which talks about when there will be an en enemy of Ashur, so we'll be protected through the Shiva Royim, the seven shepherds, and the Shmona Nesichi Adam, the, the uh, eight princes of man. So who are they? So the seven shepherds, we've got... Uh, we've got David Amelech in the middle, and then we've got on one side Adam Shesa Mishaselach, and on the other side we have Avram Yaakov and Moshe. And then we also have the eight, um, the eight princes. Who are they? So there's Yishai, who's the father of David, and Shal, the first Jewish king, Shmuel, the great prophet Shmuel, Amos, Zephania. The, uh, the the king at the end of the first base of Migdash Tzidkiah, and then we have Mashiach and Eliyahu Novi as the eight princes. And now we said that the uh, seven branches of the Menorah correspond to the seven shepherds, although everyone receives from all seven shepherds, but each person receives mostly from one shepherd according to their style and, and, and their path to serving Hashem, depending on which middah, which uh, emotional attribute they relate to most and their soul comes from. So now, Unlike the menorah in the base of Migdash, the Hanukkah menorah has eight candles, which is like the eight princes, not the seven shepherds. So what's the difference? So what does it mean, roya? So the roya, the shepherd, roya either means a shepherd, that meaning someone who looks after others. When we say Hashem is our shepherd, it's Hashem looks after us. And also roya can mean to sustain yourself. When someone eats, they, you could use the word roya. In English also, you could... Uh, say, you know, especially in South Africa, they say this a lot, that uh, graze, you know, I'm grazing uh, uh, about eating. Uh, so to feed yourself. So, or the first interpretation that you're feeding, you're helping others. So now these seven shepherds, they do both. That Avram, for example, gives us Ava, love of Hashem, because that was the style of Avraham. And he gives that uh, power to all the, the Jewish people. Whereas Moshe, he gives us das, knowledge of Hashem. And he is the faithful shepherd, the Rai Mehemna, who, gives, uh, who, who sustains our, our faith in Hashem through das, through uh, knowledge of Hashem. Yaakov, who is uh, Tiferes, so he gives us Rachman, this power of uh, mercy, empathy, uh, you know, for both our, our, our own souls and for others and for the, the, the godly spark within, and that's within the physical world. 
either way, so they all give a certain power, a certain uh, uh, emotion to help the uh, service of Hashem, the Avedis Hashem of the Jewish people. And they also take it in for themselves because... Hashem's, Hashem is really unlimited and beyond all midas, like it says in Pasach Eliyoh, that Hashem is love, Mikol, Inun, Midas, Yoklal. Hashem is not from uh, one of any of these midas at all. It's really beyond. And nevertheless, when we want to, uh, to uh, link Hashem's unlimited light with the midas, so which which uh, there should so that it should be a revelation of Hashem in Midas, for example, an Ava that Hashem loves us. So when we want to reveal when we want to reveal this quality, uh, so this uh, through the the seven shepherds bring down Hashem's Midas into us. It also reveals those Midas for Hashem Himself. And that's the idea. Uh, that's the idea that uh, the sh- that the shepherds are both uh, they're sustaining others and sustaining themselves, and not only that, but also the source of of this of this uh, light and of these mitzvahs, Hashem Himself. And uh, this happens through Torah. Torah is called um, out the bread, the spiritual bread, like the pasuk says, "Luchol lachmo belachmai," that take. My bread, my bread instead of your bread. So Torah is called Hashem's bread. And what's the idea of bread? When a person eats, it keeps his soul and his body together. So the same thing with Torah, which is the spiritual bread. It it connects uh, Hashem's unlimited light with the uh, with the midas. Now, the shepherds give us. Uh, Hashem's light in an internal way, according to what we're able to take in. For example, when we learn Torah, so so we understand the Torah that we're learning. And uh, even when we uh, reflect on Hashem and, and try to grasp and understand as much as our capacity is about Hashem in order to engender emotions, so we uh, we think about what we can understand about Hashem. And this is like the shepherd that gives the sheep food and drink. What the and this is food and drink that the sheep is able to eat. And similarly, in every generation, we have the leaders that teach their, their people Torah and inspire them for connection to Hashem. Like we see that Rava was called Moshe because just as Moshe was a, a uh, the the faithful shepherd of his generation, Rava and his generation was like the Moshe was the one who taught them Torah and and connected them to Hashem according to what they could take in. And uh, the, the second interpretation of shepherd of Raya, that not not just that they sustain others but sustain themselves. That's like we say, that the teacher gains uh, gains most from his students. So that's like the, the shepherds are feeding others, but they end up also feeding themselves. And the same thing with Hashem, that Hashem also uh, said that there's the revelation of Hashem into his own midas. But either way, the idea of shepherds is all to give us a, 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 a light of Hashem that we're able to take in. And that is the idea of seven within nature, what we're able to take in, mamale energy, whereas uh, the eight princes of, of uh, humanity 
eight is beyond and uh, the the princes unlike shepherds uh their role is just that the, the prince a shepherd is actively trying to look after the sheep the prince is a prince without doing anything specific like Yishai is a Nasikh, is one of the eight Nasikhim. Yishai, the father of Dod, was a great Tzaddik to the extent that he did no sin in his life. He passed away only because of, as a result of the snake in the Garden of Eden. Uh, whereas uh, Moshe, for example, was one of the shepherds and he was actively our teacher. He's called Moshe Rabbeinon, Moshe our teacher. But he doesn't have this quality of perfection like Yishai. So the difference is that Moshe was giving us in an internal way according to what we could take in, whereas Yishai, just his presence has an impact, but not in an internal way. It, it's like muck if it surrounds us. And that's the idea of a prince altogether, that he, he has this status and his name, people know of his name without him actively being engaged and involved. And this is like someone who uh, one person can be an iskar can be brought close to Hashem and to Terimitzas through active effort. Someone else, you didn't do anything. It's tzaddik davens. Someone else is in their presence. And just by being in the presence of the tzaddik when he davens, he suddenly becomes inspired and connected. Parenthetically, uh, a friend of the Altreba, Aaron, Hagodor, Baron of Kalin, he passed away very young, before 40. And but in his short life, he had thousands of Bali Shiva. Like if they wrote about him on his Matseva, they said about him, Verabim Heshimeyavin, that he brought he saved many, he saved thousands of people from sin, had thousands of Bali Shiva. What did he do? He would just daven, but his davening was so genuine and so powerful, so passionate that it brought people to do Shiva. Anyone who heard his davening was awakened with Shiva. So this is like an asikh who has an impact, but it's more indirect and makif. But on the other hand, the makif energy, although it's less uh, uh, direct and it's not taken in as much, but it's a deeper uh, energy. It's a deeper light. And then Pnimi, and this is like, uh, it says that now we're on the top of Lama Dalad. Just going to continue till the end of the paragraph. This is like it says that Godel Shemusha, the Gemara says, Yosem Elimuda, that uh, serving a uh, Talmud Chacham is greater than learning from the Talmud Chacham. This is because learning you're taking in according to what you understand, whereas serving, it's not you're serving him, it's just a connection beyond understanding. It's a Makif type connection. So on one hand, it's superficial, but on the other hand, it's a high level of, uh, of light. And uh, the uh, student, the student can only take in a limited amount. Like it says that a student doesn't even understand, properly understand his teacher until 40 years later. Now, based on this, we understand what the Pasuk means when it says you have the seven shepherds and the eight princes who uh, protect us from Asher. Asher is a power of impurity, and we've got two ways to be protected from that. We've got the shepherds who bring in light of Hashem according to what we're able to take in within our capacity, and that protects us, that uh, helps us and lifts us to, to godly space, out of a clip, out of impurity. But... If we're when we if there's only shepherds, then uh, then eventually we can end up in an impure state. 
uh, like we see with, uh, for example, Avraham, that Avraham was pure and holy. But, and Avram gave and taught his, uh, his uh, followers, and then he, he had, of course, a deep impact on his uh, an internal impact on his children. But still, out of Avram came Yishmael, because from the external of uh, Hashbah, external of what you're giving over, that it, it can be twisted a little bit and can come out in a negative way. Whereas the Nesichim, the princes, they give a, the level of makif, like it talks about in Igeris HaKadosh and Tanya, that, uh, that the makif blocks uh, the uh, clipper from being able to have a foothold. This is what it means, that uh, the that, uh, Torah by itself uh, can end up in a negative way. But Torah together with Gemilus Chasadim is uh, good and it's protected. Why? Because Torah is an internal gift. It's we understand it. We can take it in. And Gemilus Chasadim, uh, acts of kindness, that's, that, that provides the makif energy that protects, uh, protects us and does not allow us to veer off. Now, the Gemara, uh, the Gemara tells the uh, story of Rabbi Yechon and Zakai that his son was sick. And uh, Rabbi Yechon and Zakai asked his student, uh, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, to daven for him. And uh, the, the uh, question is, isn't Rabbi Yechon ben Zakai great as the teacher? And his wife, in fact, asked him this question. And uh, Rabbi Yechon ben uh, Zakai answered, well, yes, I'm the great, I'm the teacher, but I'm like a minister before the king and he's like a servant in front of the king. And the servant has access to the king the whole time. The minister has to make an appointment in order to see the king. So, so uh, either way, Hanir ben Dosim davened and um, he put his hand, his head between his, uh, into his lap and he davened for mercy for Rabbi Yechem and son and he was healed. So we see this idea that although in a pnimi way, in terms of what Rabbi Yechman Zakei took in, he might have been greater than Hanina ben Daisa. But in, in terms of the makif energy, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa was greater. And that is, uh, that is what the uh, eight uh, princes give. And they give this sober of energy, this uh, beyond energy. That's like Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa could uh, change nature because he was... Uh, connected to Sobev. And this is the idea of the Hanukkah Menorah, which has eight uh, candles, uh, which is like the princes, unlike the base of Mikdash, that had seven, like the shepherds.